0: He scored. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thursday edition of JJ After Dark. It's John Jastrzemski right here on the Fed. And you thought maybe the Islanders will be getting ready for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning Philadelphia obviously had other plans in the overtime, so to talk some aisle hockey, to talk some Stanley Cup wagering and some NBA and some NFL wagering, we welcome a guy who's been kicking ass and he's been very, very busy over at Sports Grid. of course, still doing his thing with the aisle seat pod, my main man, Carver High himself, Mike Carver. What's happening, Mikey?
2: JJ, what's going on, man? I mean, this is great, right? We've got all these playoff games. We've got the NFL a week away. Uh, I know that a lot of this year wasn't great to us, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, but we've got a full sports calendar for Labor Day weekend, huh?
1: Uh, You ain't kidding. It's crazy (laughs) in so many different ways to think about the fact that the NFL is starting next week. And I know you're all fired up about your Buffalo Bills. We'll get to that in a minute. But we got to start first with the fact, Mikey, that it's Labor Day weekend coming up. And the Islanders are either going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals or it's going to be a winner go home Game 7 against Philadelphia. I know you don't want that. I want to start here. This Islander team has obviously played great since the restart. They obviously have gotten a lot healthier. What has it been, though, in your opinion, that in these closeout games, at least the first opportunity, against Florida, against Washington, and now against Philly, they haven't been at their very best. Have you noticed, you know, something in these three games that maybe you haven't noticed from the Islanders in other situations?
2: Yeah, you know, it is a little weird that in every series they've had a chance to close the team out and they had to go one extra game to do it. And and I think that that just kind of goes to what you see in any playoff series, whether it be in the NHL or in the NBA. You know, Johnny, when you know teams are just looking to fight, they're looking to hang on. But what usually happens in that next game, uh, you know, how it's not often you see them force that seventh game. Usually the better team finally rises to the crop there uh, in that game six in a, in a situation like this where you've got a 3-1 series. So uh, yeah, I'm not saying the Islanders have let down in any of these games. Uh, the one thing I have noticed in all is in the Florida series and in the Washington series, that game where they had to close out, those were the games where they made the most mental mistakes. Uh, there's no question. I don't think that was the case the other night against Philadelphia. I thought, J.J., that these last two games the Flyers have played, uh, you know, their best games of the series. Uh, And the Islanders were dominant through the first three, even though they lost game two. I thought they were the better team. But uh, the Flyers have been better. Uh, The Islanders have had to expect that. And these are the spots, Johnny, where, you know, Barry Trotz having the best coach in the NHL, he's going to go to the blackboard here. He's going to see what went wrong, especially in the last game. And he's going to correct it and have them ready to go for Thursday night, Game 6.
1: Mikey, obviously you remember Elaine Vigneault with the Rangers. Down 3-1 against the Penguins, wins the series. Down 3-1 against the Capitals, comes back and wins the series. Do you think for Philadelphia, from a confidence standpoint, the fact that they've won the two games in overtime, is that maybe a springboard for them? Or is it more due to the fact that it's like, man, we had chances to win these games and we still got to find a way to win it in overtime? Like, is there any momentum direct correlation to winning a game like that in dramatic fashion? Or do you don't really see it that way?
2: No, I don't don't see it that way. And here's the thing with these two overtime wins for Philadelphia, John. They had multi-goal leads in the third period. Now they let them slip away. It's crazy. Both of those games in Game 2 and in Game 5... They had a three-goal lead in game two. Isles end up tying and sending it to OT. They had a 3-1 lead in the third period in game five the other night. Islanders come back late, get it to overtime, and in both of those games, those overtime winners, you know, they were deflected point shots off of sticks that end up going by Semyon Varlamov. So, uh, you know what, Johnny, it is what it is. I don't think the Islanders can walk away and say that they were completely outplayed in any of these games. And if you're the Flyers and you're Elaine Vigneault, you do, you do got to think, man, uh, we had leads. We blew them. Uh, you know, we're in this thing, but uh, I think they know that they're going to get the Islanders' best game on Thursday night. And, and out of the two guys that, you know, there's an injury situation here, John, for both teams. Now, it looks like Matt Barzell, who took that stick in the face. Um, you know, the Islanders aren't going to tell you. The NHL, with their dopey, uh, injury rules, you never know who's hurt and who's not, if anybody's better until they show up on the ice and play. But there's been a few people up in Toronto, like, uh, Dave Bagnota from the fourth period, who have said that, uh, Barzell is fine. He, you know, it missed his eyes a couple stitches he's going to play. But the Couturier injury for Philly, John, that is a big deal if he cannot play in game six. He does a lot of things for them. Big center, great on the defensive side as well. So both teams have big centers that, you know, we'll see how uh, ready to go they are for this game.
1: Biggest concern with the Islanders, Mike. They're up 3-2 to two in this series. We know how tough they've been. We know how well coached they've been. But if something has alarmed you in these last couple of games, what would it be?
2: I just think that they've gotten away from their game a little bit. Uh, I think the one thing that we praised the Islanders so much throughout the Florida and the Washington series, and I think through the first, you know, three and a half, four games of this one, was how dominant they were five on five. Um, You know, even though uh, they had lost a couple of games, you came out of them saying, yeah, you know what, but they were still kind of the better team for a good portion of the game. I feel like the Flyers have started to Uh, You know, had really long stretches of the game where they're out playing the Islanders, and uh, the Islanders uh, like that five-on-five game. They like throwing every line at the other team. I'm not saying guys are getting tired, JJ. I just think maybe it just needs Barry needs to refocus everybody, get them straightened out, and get back to what they did for. Let's be honest, 85, 80 to 85 percent. Of these games in the Toronto bubble, the Islanders have been so good five-on-five. Five. They need to just get back to that. And you know what else wouldn't help them, Johnny? It would help them out, Johnny. How about scoring a couple early goals like they did in these other closeout games against Washington and Florida? Uh, you know, they, get out to that early 2 nothing lead because when the Islanders have leads, uh, you haven't seen them blowing those, that's for sure.
1: My buddy Mike Carver, Sports i ILC Pod. He joins us here on the Fan. Mike, you think the Islanders get it done later on tonight?
2: Yeah, I do. Just for those things that I just said, I I feel like that they have been the better team. I feel like uh, even in these closeout games, when they lose the first, when they come back with such a big effort, I think that Varlamov has played well. Uh, You know, Hart has been very good for the Flyers, but I think that there is a slight edge uh, to Varlamov in this game. And And the coaching, too. Uh, I just feel like uh, Barry getting a couple of days here to reassess and go through everything. And I think he'll make a couple changes, too, Johnny. He did this in the Washington series. You know, they lose that game uh, four to the Caps. They had to come back and play them in a game five. He changed a couple of guys in and out. He put Ross Johnson in, wanted to play a little bit more of a heavier game. Uh, I could see Barry, you know, tinkering a little bit on Thursday night and putting a couple different guys in the lineup and try to jumpstart some people.
1: Okay, Mike, let's get to some of these potential series odds. And I know you're doing a ton of that now over at SportsGrid. Islanders or Flyers taking on Tampa Bay? Either team is going to be an underdog. What would you anticipate a potential series price would be with Tampa against either one of those teams?
2: I think that you might see Tampa, you know, against the Islanders, probably a minus 175. To a, foot to a minus 200, I think it could be in that type of range. Tampa, is uh, they're the best team, Johnny, especially in the East. Uh, they're built. We know what happened to them last year. They had the best regular season, and then they got swept by Columbus. They've come back here with some purpose. They slayed the dragon of beating Columbus in the first round here. Played extremely well against the Boston Bruins. Now, they have an injury situation, too. You know Stamkos has not played at all for them, and Kucherov leaves the game against Boston the other night. So that could factor in a little bit, but uh, I think that Tampa would be a healthy favorite against the New York Islanders if they faced them, and the same if the Flyers somehow found a way to win two games here against them.
1: You know the deal with the Golden Knights. They're getting past Vancouver. The series price tells you as such. They're laying 1200 That's all you need to know. Dallas, Colorado. Who gives Vegas a tougher series?
2: Uh, Colorado probably does. Uh, People have wanted to see this Vegas-Colorado series for a long time, but this Dallas-Colorado series, J.J., honestly, this has been bonkers, what's going on here. The amount of goals that have been scored, the craziness, uh, the the streaks. Like, you've been seeing three goals in in two and a half minutes, four goals in a five-minute span. The streaks back and forth between these two teams, and now – on wednesday night you have colorado forcing a game 7 with uh, an absolute hack in goal this guy michael hutchinson who's playing in the nets for colorado he's their third string guy john he uh, they the both of their two main guys have gotten hurt grubauer and Franco, and they have this guy who stinks and they still have won the last two games because dallas they can't stop a beach ball now all of a sudden with dubin and ben bishop uh, i think that colorado's going to find a way to win this Game 7, despite the fact that they were down 3-1 in this series. And and what, and what it's going to be about the goaltender injury for me. If this guy Hutchinson has to play in that Vegas series, I think that's a big problem for Colorado, John, because Vegas, they don't mess around. They are like Tampa. They are a built team. They are a deep team. They are ready to go, and they will eat Hutchinson alive if they have to play him in a seven-game series. If they can somehow get... A couple of their regular goals, they need Grubauer back. He got, he got a big injury in that first game against Dallas. But Vegas is going to win the Western Conference, Johnny. I'm confident in that.
1: Okay, let's get to the NBA. I know you have some serious prices that are alive and that are very well. The Beak is alive. The Beak is well. So, Mike, what are you all over right now looking at the NBA card as we move forward?
2: Yeah, I, I liked the heat at the start of this Bucks series, Johnny. You and me you
1: both. What'd you 360? get it at, Mike?
2: Well, I ended up getting it at plus 360. Uh, that, okay, that's, close that's enough. I got 400,
1: good. but close enough. Okay. Yeah, I
2: got it at plus 360. I got it the morning of game one. So a, a lot of money had started coming in on the heat by that point and, and dropped that price down a little bit. And you look at it now up to, oh, they're minus 132 uh, to win the series. So there's there's been a heavy swing in that. Uh, it's hard for me in the other Eastern series, Johnny, to – to have a lot of confidence in the Raptors down 2-0. There, there just really is. You know, if you think, you know, hard of a champion type of stuff, uh, they're actually plus 360 right now to go ahead and come back from two zero down. Not sure if I'm going to be feeling that at all because the Celtics have played really well in those first two games. And it's hard for me, John, to go with the Nuggets here. The Clippers, I think, are going to beat them. Here's what I'm actually going to do. Uh, I actually like the Clippers to win that series, and let's say you play them to win in five games. You know, you could get the Clippers to win in five at plus 195. You can get them to win at six in plus 330. So instead of betting them for the series, which you can't do at minus 1500, I mean, you're not going to lay that down for the Clippers to win a series. Pick them in a game. Pick them to win in five or six. Try to give yourself a little plus money there. And I know the odds haven't come out for this laker rocket series yet, But let's be fair, Uh, I think the Rockets were lucky to get through the Thunder here in Game 7. I know that that game was very good to both of us. We both had the Rockets uh, in the series there, but I can't see them beating LeBron four times. Uh, I thought they were lucky to get out. They tried to hand Oklahoma City that Game 7, and the Thunder wouldn't take it. I find it hard to believe, John, that that the Rockets would beat them four times.
1: Mike, before we get you out of here, I know the Buffalo Bills, near and dear to your heart, and I look right now and I see the Buffalo Bills as Vegas favorites to win the AFC East. And it's very, very tight. I'm looking right now. I got Buffalo minus 115. I see New England plus 120. Is this going to be the year your Bills finally to throw in the Patriots in the AFC East? Well,
2: if it's not this year, what year could it possibly be? Well, that's be? a good point. Yes, I mean, sir. seriously, I think that people... Uh, it's weird to see the Bills get so hyped up. But when you look at it, honestly, uh, their defense was outstanding last year. They were a top-five defense in the NFL. and They did not lose uh, really any big pieces. They lost Jordan Phillips, but uh, they, they worked in the draft to get some new guys in here. And uh, The Patriots, John, they've lost so many guys beyond just Tom Brady walking down to Tampa. Um, look at all the guys who sat out the season and opted out. Some big pieces for them, whether it be Hightower, whether it be these other guys. Like, they're missing so many guys. And they're you know even right now with the Bills to win the division, I don't see it. Everybody, and the reason why is because Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has still has to prove it to a lot of people. Uh, he's an exciting player. He improved last year. Uh, He did great things in that uh, playoff game against the Texans, but he also did some really dumb things. So now he has a big-time weapon in Stephon Diggs. You put him with what John Brown did for them last year, what Cole Beasley did, emerging tight end in Dawson Knox. And I think the Bills do win this division. I like their over J.J. And I just don't see the Patriots. I think the Patriots are an auto under for me. Uh, I think that they are getting so overrated right now. Everybody loves Bill. I understand it. But I don't see talent. they Camden not play last year. I just don't see it, J.J., with the Patriots, uh, with their over-under or with winning the division.
1: Yeah, I think the only way you're making a case for the Patriots having a big year is pedigree and pedigree alone. Nobody knows what to expect with Newton. They don't have weapons on the outside. We know Belichick is a master, but that defense, Mike, second half of the year, they were getting torched in some games. I mean, they had a chance to get a bye, First round, and they're getting torched left and right by Fitzpatrick in a game they needed to win. That should tell you the Patriot defense, that and losing a couple of guys with COVID, they're in trouble.
2: Yeah, absolutely. They lost all those good and a lot of the guys that were a main heart of that D are not going to play this year. Uh, they lost, Van Noy went down to your guys in Miami. They lost a lot of pieces off that D that, like you said, did crumble Towards the end, I am not believing at all in the Patriots. I know that everybody who's a fan of every other team in the AFC East has been waiting for this moment for 20 years. Uh, we're all hoping that we get it. Uh, but, geez, when they're, they're due for a little 6-10 uh, and 10 season, aren't they here, John?
1: That would be nice. Now, listen, Mike, I'm very grateful for the time. I'll be rooting for you, Islanders. Let's just say, Mike, I've been on board every series so I want to do it at least one or two more times here. And if the Islanders could ever go to the Stanley Cup final, Mikey, I'm going to be cashing in. So I'm all bored, baby.
2: Well, listen, I'm going to give you two things with the Island game. They're a deserved minus one minus 130 favorite for this game on Thursday. But here's another one you want to look at, John. The unders in the first period for the New York Islanders during these games in the Toronto bubble, they have been fire. Four out of five in the Flyers series, four out of five in the Capitol series. They, you know, these games get off the slow starts, these Islander games. So keep an eye on that under in the first period again.
1: Mikey, tremendous stuff. Enjoy the game later on tonight. Let's do this again soon, all right?
2: All right, Johnny. I'll talk to you, buddy.
1: Great stuff there from our good pal Mike Carver. Carver High over at Sports Grid. i see Pod. He's moving and shaking every which way. And we both like the Islanders to get it done in six. That was our prediction. Isles in six. We're sticking to it. <sighs>